I believe in Hashem. I trust in Hashem. There never is a moment that I am alone and I'm on my. I believe and I trust in Hashem because I understand that He's holding my hand and every is perfectly planned. He's holding me tight, so I'll be all right. I believe and I trust in The story I'm going to tell you shows us once again that Hashem is holding our hand. He's holding us tight, protecting us all the time. This story happened with Rebaruch Meshebushev, a grandson of the Balshemta. Rebaruch gave his chassidim the opportunity to watch him light the menorah in his house. And many, many chassidim came from all over. He took the candle, the shamish, made the bracha, a lot of kavana, and then he lit the first light of the menorah. After he finished, he sang Haneda Salalu, and then suddenly something very strange happened. The light on the menorah which was so steady and strong, mysteriously lifted itself up and flew away. Like some strange power is moving it away. They, everyone looked at their Rebbe right away, and they see that on his face, you could see that he's very deep in thought and staring into the far distance. After a few moments, suddenly they saw that their Rebbe, his face became more relaxed and calm. And the Shamash went over and said to the Rebbe, maybe it should be lit again. And the Rebbe says, don't. The flame went on a special shlichus, on a mission. And it will be back soon. Just have patience. It went on a mission for the sake of Hashem. And you will yet find out, Mir Hashem, what. Now let's sing more Nigunim. And he started to sing more Hanukkah Nigunim. I'm sure many of them you know, like Ma'oz Tzuri Shuasi. Even though it's not in the Siddur of Chabad, but it's a very important Nikon. talks about how Hashem is our strength and protects us, and how Hashem made miracles for us, and how Hashem is going to free us from this Galus. Then the Rebbe said a div- some Divrei Torah, then they sing more Nagunim. And this went on for a few hours. 
close to midnight, those chassidim who were sitting near the menorah suddenly jumped up and said, Hey, the light came back. The flame is back. It rekindled itself. <clears throat> Rabbi Baruch did not look surprised. And he said, just wait a few more minutes and you'll find out where it was. Rabbi Baruch just finished saying those words when suddenly outside the house they heard noises of a horse and wagon pulling in. The screeching sounds of the wheels, the hoofbeats of the horse, made everyone turn to the doorway. They knew someone's coming in. Sure enough, the door opens. Reb Chaim walks in. Reb Chaim comes inside. You look at him. He looks so strange. He's one of the closest chassidim of Reb Baruch. Why did he come so late? And look at his face. <clears throat> Looks like he was scratched. <clears throat> you see dirt. And look at his clothing, all messed up. They're sure that something happened. So they'll soon find out. Reb Baruch said, Come in, Reb Chaim. Go wash up. And then do the mitzvah of lighting the menorah. And then you'll tell us your story. Once he did everything, he sat down and he started his story. He says, you know that every year I like to come to my Rebbe for Hanukkah. I usually start off a few days before Hanukkah because I live very far behind the mountains and many forests. And I was traveling. Everything was going fine. But this year, something happened. I was in the middle of the forest and I see it starting to snow. The winds are blowing. The snow was coming down faster. And I realized this is a winter storm that broke loose. It didn't take long. All the roads are covered. The pathways are covered. But I was so used to traveling with my horse and wagon, I knew the directions more or less. And I tried to go as fast as possible, hoping maybe I'll get to Mezhebush even a day earlier. But I did one big foolish mistake. When it came nighttime, everybody knows you don't travel in a forest. It's not safe. And the Torah says a yid's supposed to protect himself, not to go in dangerous places. But because I was in a rush, and I was especially rushing because the snow slowed me down. So I really, really tried my best just to continue, even in the dark. And I was in a forest, not far from here, in the thick forest, in the darkness of the night. 
and suddenly something happened. I was snapped out of my thoughts when two robbers jumped up on the wagon, pulled me off the wagon, searched me, searched my pockets, searched everything, searched my things, and took away everything I owned, my money, my watch, my wallet, everything. And then they said to me, now tell us where you hide the rest of the money. And I said to him, that's all I have. He took everything away. He said, you have to be a rich businessman. We know for sure. Because regular people don't travel in these forests in the middle of the night. The only ones who we find traveling are very rich people who want to rush to their business. They have like a business deal or something, so they rush through the night to be there on time. Otherwise, you wouldn't be traveling. That's true. I, I, otherwise, I would not travel in the darkness, but not because I'm rich. I promise you, I have no money, just what you saw. They started to beat him. But he didn't have anything more to say. So they said, you know what? We'll take you to our captain. He'll take care of you. He'll squeeze out the truth from you. They told him to go back up on the driver's seat. And the two robbers, one on each side of Reb Chaim, sat next to him. And they started to lead the horse. And they started to go so fast so speedy, up and down the hills. Reb Chaim felt so scared, he closed his eyes tight. Finally, they came to some valley, and there was like a big wall over there, and behind it <clears throat> was a black covered place, and they brought me in there. That was their secret hideout. No one can ever notice it. I come in, the captain wasn't there yet. So they kept on beating me and whipping me to tell the truth. Where did I hide the rest of my money? At the end, they took me and threw, put handcuffs on me and threw me down into their basement, into their cellar, which was like a jail room. And I stayed there for the night. I fell asleep. When I woke up, it was already in the afternoon of the next day. Erev Hanukkah. Late in the afternoon, the captain comes to me and he starts beating me too. He looked like a wild man. No mercy. Why were you traveling in the middle of the night like that? I said, I was on my way to my Rebbe. I was on my way to hear the, the, the teachings of my Rebbe and watch him light the menorah. I don't believe you. I'm telling you. Otherwise, I wouldn't be traveling in the middle of the night. I was, you, you don't know what it is, you see? 
<clears throat> for a Jew, I'm a Jew, and for me to, to watch my Rebbe light the menorah is so important. It gives me strength for the whole year. And then I, we sing songs together. And he started to describe what it feels like being by the Rebbe. Suddenly, the captain put down the whip and his face, which was before was very red, calmed down. He takes off the handcuffs from me and he says to me like this, I'm also Jewish. But I wasn't brought up that way. And I ended up with bad friends. I ended up becoming a, a captain of a band of robbers. I know what's wrong. I know I should return. But I need a sign from God that I can return. I want to know if he really cares about me. I want a sign from heaven. So this is what I'm going to tell you to do. I'm going to give you back all your money that they took, all your belongings, everything, give you back your horse and wagon, and I'm going to let you free. But I want to warn you, this forest here is one of the most dangerous forests around. There are hungry wolves and wild animals roaming around at night. During the day, people are not so afraid. But at night, even my own guys, who are mighty and strong, are afraid. They never go alone. I'm going to let you go alone with your horse. And you're taking a risk going through the forest. If you make it out safely out of the forest and you make it to the next city, then you know what you're going to do? You're going to take your handkerchief and put it, you know, the sign that it's the beginning of the city when you come out of the forest is a big sign on the bottom on the floor on the ground you'll see a little ditch like a hole put your handkerchief there and I'm gonna send my guys to look for the handkerchief if you get out safely that means I'm gonna find the handkerchief there if I don't see the handkerchief there it means that you never made it out. If I do find the handkerchief, I will return. I will return back to Hashem. Now go. He didn't want to stay there any longer. <laughs> In a den of robbers. He said, I'll go. Gets onto the horse and wagon. And says, I look at this dense forest, dark. I can already hear the howling of the wolves. I can hear their cries. These hungry wolves. One jump on my horse or on me and we're finished. But on the other end, I was picturing in my mind that our Rebbe is lighting the menorah 
and the warmth, the happiness, the Hanukkah joy that, that I usually felt. And it gave me some strength. Suddenly, like a miracle happened. Out of nowhere, a flame appeared in front of my horse. And the flame started to move. So my horse followed it. The flame kept on moving. When it went to the right, my horse went to the right. When it went to the left, it went to the left. When he went straight, wherever the flame went, the horse followed. Because I had no clue how to get out of this forest. The flame saved us. Not only that, while we were going out of the forest, there were hungry wolves. We saw them. Their mouths open with their sharp teeth. And they were jumping towards us. But as soon as they saw the flame, they backed off. They ran away. They got scared. And we made it out safely. What did I do? I took my handkerchief, put it down over there by the sign of the city, put it down there, and then I came here. Everybody understood what was the mission of this light. And Rebar said, that's the whole purpose of the lights of Hanukkah. To lead us in the darkness, to chase away the darkness, to change the darkness to good. Like what it did, it took Reb Chaim from a dangerous place to safety and brought the captain who was in his dark life he had his darkness of such a bad life and brought him back to light. That's the power of the lights of Hanukkah. And Hashem promises us that these lights will always be. You know, when the Besamekdash was destroyed, no more Karbanais. But the Menorah continued. Where? When we light the Menorah, the Hanukkah lights. We'll be zeicha to see the lights of the Beis Hamikdash, the coming of Mashiach, the Kar of Mamash. A guten Chanukah.